What's up, everybody? My name's Kurt Dimer, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. All right. <laughs> One, two, three, four. The Brutally Delicious Podcast. The Brutally Delicious Podcast. The Brutally Delicious Podcast. The Brutally Delicious Podcast. How are you? Hey, I'm Bruce. Good. My part in the arena. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Bruce. Hey, what did you say? Is Rita? Rina? Rina. Yeah. She's Tried all the way over roll the R like a proper Scandinavian person. Uh, Rina. Rina. There you go. Yeah. R double I N A. And very cool. Very nice. And, and the jackass yeah. himself is about to join us here in a minute. There's our other partner, Chris. Can Chris. you hear me? He's been sort of AWOL for a while. Chris, welcome back. Thank you. Yay, Once... the bald bastard has joined us. Can you hear me? We can. <laughs> Kurt, that's the bald bastard joining us. That's me. Well, I'm bald. I'm bald. Hey, what's up? What's up? If I, was, if I wasn't wearing headphones, you'd see like a big spare tire because I haven't shaved my head in a while. So I got like this thing that goes around here, you know? It's terrible. Well, I, shave, I shave my head and I wear a beanie because I have a cold sack. You have what? You can you could, you know, your head is probably like mine. You can park some cars up there. Yeah. And have a nice, <laughs> nice solar panel for a sex machine. That's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Chris. <laughs> oh my God, that's brilliant. That is brilliant. I can't, so ta- I can't take credit. I, I, I can't take credit for it. I learned that when I was like ten. Nice. Yeah, I think that's all. Awesome. Yeah, we have like. We've been doing this for three years, and this is the first time you've said it. Like, I think you've been holding back, man. Why? <laughs> you know me; I'm a fairly reserved guy. I don't, <laughs> I don't really like doing controversial things. Hey, yeah, that's how I would uh, rate you as a uh, conservative, and not controversial. No, I'm right. very calm, very calm, relaxed, very calm, <laughs> very composed. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and, Kurt. Unless we're talking to a conservative, then it all, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding, hey, Kurt, but... Kurt, where are you located, Kurt? Right now, I'm sitting in the back of my tour bus in Portland, Maine. Oh, oh. nice. I, I hear Portland, Maine is beautiful. It's It's been raining the whole time that we've been up here in the <laughs> East Coast, so I can't, I can't really uh, verify that for you. So the, right. the East Coast is getting fucking hammered this year. Yeah. I mean, it looks nice, but I uh, it's kind of dreary. By yeah. the way, that that tour bus looks like '70s chic, man. Oh, it's steak and ale, man. Remember that place? Steak and <laughs> yes, it was yeah. part of Bennigan's. Yeah, I think I got all, all the steak and ale location from Toledo, Ohio's shit on here or something from so nice. I don't know, but hey, it works. It gets us there safe. We got a great driver, and it's clean and nice. I don't have to worry about finding a bus. You know, it, it's I'm blessed that I'm even able to have a bus. You know, and not have to be paying all these rental fees and all that shit. You're out on the road with Skid Row right now, right? Yeah, we're out with Skid Row and Buck Cherry. And How's that going? Great. It's going great. We're uh, getting new fans everywhere we go. Everybody's digging the shows. And it's a great little package of three bands. And people, you know, a lot of people still, we haven't even been touring two years yet. They're still becoming familiar with us. And every night they're coming out we meet with all the fans and they're like man you guys have a different sound you are 
like this rock and roll, like it's not other people the way other people are doing it. And it's really cool. And we're so glad we got to see you. So we're, our, we're, we're on our uphill climb to the top of the mountain. That's what, that's my goal. You I, have a, yeah. I have a question. How has your yeah. ability to sell t-shirts gone from zero to hero on this tour? Zero to hero. Yeah. Like, have you become like a master t-shirt salesman? Yeah, it's we're selling more and more now. I mean, we've doubled now what we did on our last runs. So we're I can see the increase coming and people are coming to the table. We've got um, even more designs. I'm trying to keep my designs more of my style, my look and not date them with dates and all that. Um, there's really no need for me to put any kind of tour dates on a T-shirt until I headline. And I would just probably have one that I did that. But I just want people to be cool, feel the vibe of uh, how I am. I'm chill, laid back guy who's not afraid of the world. And I just want people to jump on my back. Let's rock and roll and let's be good to each other and uh, keep moving forward. And I think that's resonating with the fans and they want to be part of that lifestyle. And I think that's why we're selling more now. Nice. nice. I, I often think that being on the road is like an opening act or uh like even just getting on the road right you're are you probably playing casinos i guess with skid row no we're, we've been playing we played just played the wellmont theater the paramount theater we just nice. played lynn memorial auditorium so they're big theaters and auditoriums nice we even nice. played uh rose music center up um north of dayton ohio that was an outdoor amphitheater so that that, that was, is a beautiful venue i i know a photographer that works there michael and he is like I yeah. seen, I've seen photos of that place. Beautiful. And that was kind of my hometown show because I'm from Cincinnati. So we had a lot. I mean, I, we had fans coming up to us after every set, you know, because I always go out and say hello and meet people. And that was a great night. Nice. You find it stressful, like going on, out on tour like that. And then you get off stage, and you have to go meet a lot of people. Right. But as a right. singer, as a singer, you also have to maintain your health. Do you find it stressful? How do you deal with that aspect of, of touring? Well, I, I'm pretty, uh, I live in the rhythm of how I, I mean, I pretty much know my body really well and I just know how I, I feel. I take care of myself. I don't compromise my immune system. Um, I don't take a bunch of medications or anything. I just kind of, I like to drink water and vodka and I like to smoke <laughs> cigarettes that have nicotine in them. And I like to smoke a little weed and that's about it. And, uh, I think that it really helps me a lot. I don't overeat or anything. I had my gallbladder taken out in 2012, so that kind of changed my eating habits. But I'm a big believer in just living in the rhythm of your body and keeping your immune system strong. And I was luckily born with that, and it doesn't phase me at all. I don't worry about that shit, man. I just I go out and say hello. It means more to me and to my heart and creates less stress to meet good people and see the smile on their face and that that alone helps your health, you know, when you know you're making people happy. So, yep. Nice. Nice. Rena. Yeah. Well, you're also, uh, well, your, your new single doom is, is basically written for your movie. Hell, Billy hollow. Can you tell us a bit about that project? Yeah. Hell, Billy hollow. Um, I decided to start a horror franchise after I was in Halloween, uh, the John Carpenter reboot, reboot the first of these last three in 2018 
and I with Jamie Lee Curtis, and I was actually killed by Michael Myers, and I was. Oh really? Wow! How many people can see? Yeah. That? yeah I'm so came. fucking jealous, man. If you look I at the movie, that. I'm the gas station teller in the middle of the movie, and uh, the teeth come out of my mouth. I'm the guy laying dead on the counter, and uh, so I get the speaking line, and I get killed. But I so then I decided to do my own horror franchise, Hellbilly Hollow, and shot that. And uh, it's been a passion project, and it's taken a while, but it's out right now. Being looking for how who we want as our distribution partner, but for the final scene of that movie, it's so epic. I we wanted I wanted to a lot of our music's in that movie, and I wrote a new song about a year and a half ago, one night in my studio called Doom, and it was going to be the movie, the the song for the movie. But I also, besides writing a cool song, Doom, Haunt, you know, scary, that kind of shit, I wanted to also put a message in the song because, you know, I had my issues when I was young with certain uh, drugs and things before I was 20. And I know a lot of people struggle with it their whole life. So I wanted to write a song for a horror movie, but also write a song about the doom that you can create in your own life through heroin addiction or through cocaine addiction or any of these drugs now that have so consumed so many of our population and just you know bring attention to it in a subtle way without just throwing it right in your face so that's what i tried to do i blended the two and just came out and do a rocking tune and uh we're going we're at radio with it now and it's picking up steam and with folks like you having me on i hope it continues to and uh, we got more to follow so that's a little bit of the history of why, how and why I wrote Doom. I think it's kind of yeah. interesting that addiction is like a horror movie anyways. So it, 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 it kind of works both ways. And I never yeah. did heroin or anything, but I've known people and family members in the past. That, and I, I just knew their life was doomed once they were addicted to that. You can't, it's very, very few can kick that habit. And it, it creates a doomed scenario for your life. Rena? Yeah, it's it's not it's not great. I have to say though that the name of the franchise seems to slightly lean towards Rob Zombie. Is it something that you are worried about, or like was it intentional? No, it's Hellbilly Hollow. It, the for this franchise's actual name of a haunted site in Alabama. Oh, and you could you could go to Hellbilly Hollow and. Uh, do their every October they're open all month and do other stuff throughout the year and it was the perfect site to introduce these two characters my character's name is Bull and then my brother Tickles and introduce how crazy we are and psychopathic and demented all in one fun little haunted attraction called Hellbilly Hollow named Tickles yeah, that's my brother. He can't talk. He can he, We communicate. I'm the only one who can communicate with him, and uh, he's a creature to be seen. And uh, it's so quite there's a like a sprinkle of the hills have eyes. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a good that's a good parallel. And you know, even I'm a little messed up, but I'm you know I got scars and I got a white eye and shit. But well, I'm just a crazy motherfucker in the movie. And then the next one. Hellbilly Hollow 2 we've already written so once this comes out I kind of look at it as the first Halloween if you will from 78 and it was just kind of you know the 
that's what introduced John Carpenter's Halloween. And now two is going to take you back to kind of where we came from and where our family roots were and all that. So this is a good setup for that. And it's a fun movie. I think you guys will really enjoy it. I can't wait for it to go out. Are you guys doing most of the writing? Uh, Hellbilly Hollow was written by Bernadette Chapman, but Kevin Wayne, who's plays Tickles and myself, we uh, came up with all the kills and the scenes and the dementedness and the twistedness we wanted to do. And then Bernadette wrote this script, but then she was a little frustrated with me because I'd go on set and just get into this. I lived on set. Me and Kevin lived in trailers at Hellbilly Hollow for a month. And I just wake up, put on my little outfit and just go and I ad lib probably 50% of what you're going to see in the movie. So it's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Yeah, I've been involved in a, in a few indie horror movies. How hard was it um, to kind of finance it and I'm, I'm sure this goes over to music but you have to finance it then you have to find distribution partners going to all the like all the buyers markets and stuff how hard has that been for you personally on hellbilly hollow it's been it was very hard because it was kind of like everybody just filmed this movie and then if i didn't take the bull by the horns because we got such good footage for this movie and then take it to post-production and oversee all that and make it all happen. It never would have happened. So it was a, definitely a learning experience. It was a quick 101 to me on how to be a producer as well as an actor and not just be an actor. And then I just shot a movie in March with Lynn Shea from Insidious and Bill Mosley from the Rob Zombie movies that I star in along with them called Scared to Death. And that we, I produced, I'm a producer on that. We shot that in LA in a month of this year in March. And so smooth, it's almost done. It'll probably end up coming out before Hellbilly Hollow, but that won't hurt Hellbilly Hollow because now I've achieved that level where I'm acting alongside actors like Lynn Shea and Bill Mosley and starring in the movie with them as a character called the Grog. So I hope it comes out first and people go, oh, I got to see Kurt Diamond bull now in hillbilly hollow so nice so it, it's definitely gotten easier now but hillbilly hollow that i'll tell you i that was that was some stressful time oh yeah the first I, what was it like the first time you saw the bill or the cost for just the audio post oh it, <laughs> I, I think i think i saw a bill for an audio post more than once i think yeah. <laughs> i had to keep redo, i had to keep redoing stuff and you know, I get duped by one company or get taken advantage of by somebody else. It's like when I when I started my my oil companies that I that I owned back in '99. I started above my garage, and it was just me. And I your oil work. companies is that yeah, what you I said? Owned, 
Yeah, I own oil companies. Star, wow. go check out starfire.com. That's my oil brand. Um, but I started those above my garage back in 99 with little to no money from, you know, buying some, selling some rental properties. And I put that away in a little checking account and started those companies. And I had to learn people were duping me then. They were selling me crap or I had to figure out who to buy from, who not, not to. I knew the oil business because I had worked in it. Uh, during my 20s but uh it was it's tough and so i look at the music and business and the movie business the same way and it's like i didn't get back into this until the end of 17 when i got in that movie with john travolta called trading paint and then halloween and then i started doing my own so it's been very few years and i didn't even get back into music until 19 Oh. And it's like kind of like I've been going to high school, taking my lumps and getting beat up. And I keep getting back up because I'm a fighter. I'm a competitor. I'm chill and laid back. I don't get too worked up and I will just battle you until the end. And I'm just trying <laughs> to figure everything out. So, And now you're on tour with Skid Row, which has to be fucking amazing. Yeah. Our, our first tour was with Jeff Tate. And he's also is featured on one of my songs, Burn Together, that your fans can listen to. And he just... Go to YouTube. You'll see our music video and all that, or anywhere you stream music. And then, then I went out. I went on Ship Rocks. I was one of the uh, stowaways. Then I went out with Ingve Malmsteen, and we conquered there. You know, who would think a rock band that's just playing rock tunes and would do well with just a guy shredding? Right. But we got new fans there. Then we ended up going out with Tesla. Then we went out with Drowning Pool. Then we did more with Tesla. And now here we are with Skid Row and Buck Cherry, and it hasn't been two years yet, so we're pretty blessed. I have to say this. Tesla is still kicking ass. Yeah. What a band. I was actually listening to them yesterday. So- yeah, they kick ass. They're great, great people. And uh, Brian Wheat, their bass player, is my manager. Oh, I see. That makes sense yeah. now to me. Yeah. He, he discovered us because we were out on tour with them. Yeah. Uh, be as direct support and then i decided i needed a manager that wasn't going to screw you know screw around with me and uh, somebody that wasn't from the system so right. per se somebody who built a band from scratch like he did along yeah with jeff and frank you know so yeah yeah no i was listening to psychotic supper yesterday what a record yeah. and and i i know troy's not with them anymore but troy probably had the best snare sound of the 80s and, and it still holds up today it's just great yeah. anyways i'll stop talking about gear gear over <laughs> <laughs> before rena starts bitching at you <laughs> yeah i'm gonna get down to the rabbit hole rena what you got <laughs> nothing i got nothing <laughs> i was waiting for the gear porn to kick in yeah. <laughs> i was like i have prepared to shut my mouth for the, the remainder of the so i'm gonna change i'm gonna change it just a little bit i don't think chris has been part of this little segment here but we got a little segment here where we do, I'm going to show you a, a picture and you got to tell me exactly what's going on in the picture and what the next frame would be. All right. Sort of like a little psychological, whatever, but it does really well on, uh, you know, short clips. All so right, cool. With that, with that being said, I don't think Chris has seen this and this might be one Rena has not seen yet. So here we go. So what's going on and what's going to happen. Tell me later. what's going on in that yeah. picture. Describe the picture. Oh my God. This is interesting. Wow. I love this one. Yeah. Great. Describe the picture. Tell us what's going on and what's going to happen next. All right. Well, we've got 
the dude on the left is just thinking about some bad shit in his brain. And he's not sure if he should take the high road, the low road, or be the little deviant that he is. And the devil's right behind him, persuading him to do the wrong thing. That's the way I see that picture. What's the next frame? So the next frame would be because of the devil there. I'm going to say we're going to see what the guy's going to do. And I wouldn't doubt if he is sitting there staring. I can't tell how old this is, but let's just say it's modern day creepy dude. Mm -hmm. The creepy dude just sitting there probably staring, looking at some child porn. (laughs) <laughs> that escalated quickly that it did escalate quickly but fair enough <laughs> well I mean that's the kind of fucking crazy shit that goes on in this world it just blows my mind yeah it's and awful. The, with the devil there you know you know he's up to no good it could be anything anything devious but he looks like a little deviant you know <laughs> consumed by the devil and he's doing something that he shouldn't be doing fair enough I'm so, gonna I'm gonna jump in here. Don't take it out. Oh, wait, oh, let me gonna, no, hang on. I got a back. Like I love these now. Like I said in the last episode, <laughs> I'm getting really good at this. Like, uh, first of all, we're looking through some sort of like a uh, shelf cupboard or something. Right. Right. Because there's this little fireplace on the right. It first looks like it's a picture frame, but it's not. We can see the uh like perceptions of it better when we when we look at the little fireplace with the little wooden s does it stand for satan for me this is 50 satan when you look at his jacket right that was a dollar sign no that looks like a dollar sign to me it could be a dollar sign yeah it could be a dollar sign this is even even better and the guy on the left he's either clergy Mm -hmm. like he's a priest because he's wearing purple which is the color of the clergy or yeah exactly i don't i don't think you were very far off you know <laughs> probably because if it's the catholics then you know it's a done deal but yeah this is this could easily <laughs> be a catholic priest <laughs> yeah i'm sorry i have no 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 uh, That's okay i'm catholic unfortunately and i give you permission to make that joke Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, dude. I love you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this is this is super interesting because he does look like a creepy priest to me. And he's even wearing that white like oh, yeah. bib thing that they do for some reason because they get so drunk on the, the communal wine that, you know, it, it's good that you don't throw up on the expensive purple, you know, so you wear the bib. It's right. Anyway. Anyway. Thank you for playing along. I appreciate that. Yeah, man, that was fun. If fans want to find you, can you give us all your socials and your contact info? Yeah, it's Kurt, K-U-R-T, and it's Dimer, D-E-I-M as in Mary, E-R, pronounced Kurt Dimer. You can go to KurtDimer.com. All my socials, Instagram, uh, X, now I think it's called um, Facebook, are fam club on facebook everything's at kurt dimer youtube at kurt dimer you can check out our videos subscribe to our youtube channel and we'll be putting way more content up there KurtDimer.com. you can find me everywhere there's link trees everywhere or google my name you'll 
see photos from the red carpet, any of that kind of stuff. And on IMDb, you can check that out as well. So pretty much anywhere you go on social media and our TikToks ramping up too, we're going to start putting more videos out on there. Yeah, it's hard to keep up with all that stuff, but yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. But luckily, I've got some good people around me that right. uh, special that that can uh, help uh, keep communicating to the fans the way we want to be communicating with to them. And I do it personally as well. Like if you follow me on Instagram and you send me a message, I'm the one who's messaging you right. back. So as long as I'm capable of it in a timely manner, you know. Fair enough. So uh, you guys got anything else? Rena, Chris? No. Well, I'm before good. I choke on this beer that I was drinking. <laughs> oh, I thought you were smoking a J. <laughs> not until we're done. Oh. <laughs> not a joke. But, yeah, you can't smoke weed that you're done working. I don't ever no, do exactly. it. Right. No, totally. It's, it's what kind of beer are you drinking? Like, responsibilities are done. But we do need a bump. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com and I'll see you there.